1: two, three, maybe a fourth. They're coming out of his six and seven. Tom DeBloge has beat the eighth. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Hey, welcome back to the Supercoach 365 podcast and a very special episode today as we kick off our team-by-team team previews. Ryan and Tommy with you to go through it, but not Tommy Hudson. Lucky enough to be joined by none other than Tom Watkin or better known as the NRL Don. Tommy, yes. how
2: are you? Yes, I'm good, man. Really good. Uh short notice but you know i I, i'm I'm, i can waffle with the best of them so me and you'll get through this with me on your back i'm sure so uh i'm keen to riff in and get get amongst it
1: straight off the bench the big fella bit of impact yes Um, i love it i love it um as we say going through some team by team previews uh today and uh four teams to get through and let's waste no time here let's kick it off with the best of the best from 2021, mm. of course, talking about the Penrith Panthers and obviously went on to win the Premiership at the end of the year, but how impressive they were between rounds one to 25 as well.
2: Oof. I mean, as far as like watching teams play, I was, I was lucky enough, uh, well, I'm from Brizzy, so they were up here for the last two years a lot of the time in, in the Brizzy bubble and I got to watch these guys play a couple times and just their presence on the field. I remember watching them uh just dismantle the Titans on the last uh, game of Magic Round last year. And it's just, it, it just they just feel alien to the rest yeah. of the league last year. Um, but- yeah, just absolutely elite what they can do when they're, when they're all on the same page, which more than often they are.
1: Tell us about that, mate, because I guess a lot of our listeners, um, us or the SuperCode365 boys based in New South Wales, yourself up in mm. Queensland, saw plenty of footy last year, mate. How was that? Oh, because man. usually you only get one or two games a week yeah. usually.
2: It's, it was fantastic bro I saw some of the best games I was at the uh that roosters uh, storm game in 2020 I think it was when yeah. I went to golden point that was that was elite uh, and it was cool because they had everyone split up especially last year in all the suburban grounds so they had the a lot of games at the goldie a lot of coast at the sun the games at the sunny coast and a lot of at suncorp i pretty much had permanent residence at suncorp the last two years um uber drivers loved me so i'm about a half hour away from suncorp but i was there but there was something on every weekend and there was double headers every weekend like i felt yeah. bad for all you guys you couldn't see your teams but i, <laughs> I wasn't complaining really and uh with the covid stuff um they had us spread out in little pods so it was a group of us five boys and then there'd be no one around us it was just it was like the vip experience just watching first class footy most weekends with no one sitting around you in one of the best stadiums to watch footy in the world it was yeah Yeah. man (laughs) i think a bit different to what some of the blokes down in new south wales and victoria went through last year that's for sure
1: Absolutely incredible, and it's funny because um again from our side I'm kind of diverging away from the Panthers here. It didn't take long for us to get off track. No, but no. <laughs> it, it's um it's it's crazy to think because I you know I haven't been actually I went tell a lie I went to one game last year it was the um, Roosters Tigers out at Campbelltown and when you know um, mm-hmm. Roosters ripped right through them. But yep, um this time of year after two years pretty much without having been to the footy week in week out I'm so hungry for footy and, and to have it back in a couple of weeks bet. time incredible.
2: Yeah. Anyway, but the Panthers... Um, yes, yeah, sorry, <laughs> getting back
1: to the Panthers. Um, mate, I just, I just made some notes here before we um, came on, and I wanted to sort of pull apart their success because it was, you know, from the outside looking in, they were just so clinical, and they did the, mm-hmm. things, everything by the by, and that they didn't make too many mistakes. But I've got so, I've got something interesting to come out of this. They obviously conceded the most six against of any team, and that sort of goes mm-hmm. to the reason why maybe that rule's been tweaked in this preseason. But yes. they also... This is funny. Despite having the best defense in the competition, conceding just 11.9 points per game, say about two tries, they had the eighth best or the eighth worst, depending on which way you look at it, missed tackles and the most yes. ineffective tackles of any team. So explain that to me.
2: Well, it's interesting because I was in doing a bit of research coming on here. I was actually looking at this too with the, uh, uh, the mistakes made and the top four were, I believe, Manly, Penrith, Parra and the Roosters and it, I guess it's just if you've got the ball that much, mm. you've got more time to, to do bad things with it I, I can't really explain it uh, but I think what you said about uh, tying into how um, that six again rule for example, like I th- I, maybe that goes down as an error instead of a penalty, I'm not sure but yeah. these teams that, that tread that fine line of knowing when to give an error away to help your situation if that makes sense
1: mm. It's smart, they're, they're smart teams and Um, You mentioned Parramatta there. Again, I guess in the last couple of years, at least, they've been known as maybe not the flashiest team, but they are defensively resilient. And obviously, those other teams I mentioned, they're more than capable with the ball in the hand themselves. But again, you mentioned pulling out some numbers here. How about this one? And something that I've chucked up on the Instagram today, for those who follow us, at supercoach365. Um, The Panthers haven't lost at home since May Sorry, one loss at home since May 2019. Their last loss was the 28th of July 2019. Now, my math says, right, that's before COVID was a thing. And yes, I, I can't yes. remember a pre-COVID world.
2: No, I didn't know there was such a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, there's, there's pre-COVID and post-COVID, and footy pre-COVID just doesn't exist to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But um, that, that's insane. I guess it goes to show, if you're playing half your games at home, having mm. a solid rock to come home to every week is so vital. I think that's, if you think back to when the Cowboys used to be a good footy team, my team, um, making that a fortress up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. (laughs) I know. But making it such a fortress up there, making it, it's tough to go to some of these places. Um, And they've made that stadium. It's not exactly a flashy stadium, but clubs don't really like going there because the fans are Mm. there. They'll get in your face. And if um, if that's the type of environment that you're playing and the players will feed off that. So if you've got a good home fortress, I think that's super important as a building block.
1: Yeah, and it, it's a real graveyard. You mentioned, and I know watching footy, I think that term, the graveyard, that was always about Olympic Park, the Melbourne Storm, those cold, mm. wet nights mm. in winter. But Penrith now suddenly is a place where you don't want to go.
2: No. Not only just because of how not it even- feels out there. It's a very <laughs> open field. You're going to get a lot of uh, wind and breeze, and, and in winter yeah. there's not much cover. But also, look at your fa- face, and You've pretty much got 13 stormtroopers coming at you uh for 80 minutes and they'll just strangle you out of a game.
1: I'm sure some listeners in New South Wales, not not myself cuz I grew up out in in the west, but a lot of people I think will say well we don't like to go to Penrith at the best of times, let alone on a cold <laughs> <laughs> wet, wet winter's night. Mate, I was going to bring up here their uh their best 17. Now this um uh, is via nrl.com of course. So don't have a go at me. I I haven't put this <laughs> together. I'm just merely uh, bringing you the message but Um, Pretty similar team to the one that went on to win the Premiership last year. Some exceptions there. Uh, New face in Isaac Tago, expected to take that center role, we think. Super coach is hoping, at least, at that cheap price. Definitely. Charlie Staines uh, on the wing. I don't know. We'll wait and see there. Um, Kurt Capel moves on, of course. Um, I don't think I've missed anything there, but again, rock solid in the Premiership markets with topsport.com.au to go back-to-back. And uh, Mm. I don't know your thoughts on that, mate, because it is hard to go back-to-back, but I think... I know. It's I said a tough last one, to, isn't it? Yeah. I said this time last year that it, that the Storm I think were the best chance since the Roosters, who only did it a couple of years ago. But this really mm. looks like a, a, a good chance to go back to back.
2: I just think um, they haven't really lost too much. Obviously, Matty Burton. I think what he contributed will be made up. I think he was in the system. I mean, he's elite, but I think uh, everything he contributed, they're not going to lose. Uh, like they're not going to get ripped out from them. I think that they've plugged a few holes. Um, I just, it's that desire, isn't it? Like, they've been in that big dance two years in a row now, so this will be the third. They overcame last year. I mean, that was a long season for those Penrith players because by rights, they probably, I had them winning that game against the Storm two years ago. And um, so last year to win the grand final, and they as they did, I just think it was a lot of pressure relieved from them. And it's just, I think it's going to take a lot of effort as a group to keep that, uh, that, that feeling burning. You've got some guys leaving next year like out and Appy, but mm-hmm. I just feel like there's not that sense of urgency. I don't know if they're it, it, they're just not the dudes that you're like oh we've got to get another one for Appy and Vili it's like we kind of did that last year. I, I don't know like on paper they're still one of the best teams in the league without a doubt. I just It just comes mm-hmm. more down to the mental where how many times are you going to just be able to just cream teams um, knowing that you don't have to be, obviously you've got to be in every game to win in the NRL but after you've just Done the you've just jumped the shark, haven't you? So, yeah, I don't know.
1: You mentioned it'll be um, top
2: four for me, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Personally, I think, and we mentioned it at the top there, that home record, how good it is, and obviously they played um, a lot of last season away, parts of twenty twenty away as well. But if they have twelve games at home and they're winning ten of those, Mm. are you telling me uh, again? You've already said top four, but they're probably going to be top two. They win yeah. this week. They're a massive chance of at least playing in a grand final. Maybe not winning it, but um, oh
2: yeah, I I, I I would be surprised if they're not in 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 the grand final or the game before it. I would be surprised. Yeah. I mm-hmm. just think that this year in the NRL, and I did say it last year to a degree, but I just think that what happened last year with these teams just creaming teams, just absolutely running riot on them. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like some of these teams at the bottom of the ladder have just got their foot in a little bit more now and it's going to be a bit harder. I still think they'll win games as per, but I just don't think that they'll be the team that we've seen for the last two years. And it's partly to do with them and partly because I feel like the league as a whole has kind of come up to their, not to their level, but just come up a level. Um, So I think it'll be harder to perform as they have been.
1: No, and again, I think I've said that a couple of times. I think that gap between the best and the rest It'll still be there, but maybe not as much mm. this year as it has no, been. Last year was years. a bit
2: ridiculous because by 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 round five we're all saying, "Ah, oh, so it's Melbourne or, or Penrith that are winning this thing." Um, but I just feel like it'll be different this year for sure.
1: Okay, let's get into some super coach. That's why everyone's here. Yes, yes, um, yes. And obviously, it's hard to look past uh, this man, of course, Nathan Cleary, who is mm. arguably their biggest asset, if not the biggest asset, at the Penrith Panthers. Kind of goes without saying. Best halfback in a pretty shallow position. Um, the halfback slot, 16 games last year, yep. an average of 108.3 points per game. Um, a great first three matches, I think, for the Panthers, if he's there, of course. Now, he, there uh, is that injury it. cloud hanging over him, but if he's there. Um, and it's it's hard to say a bad word about Nathan Cleary because, no. I mean, what is he, 23, 24 years old? He's six or nine origin games, won a comp, a grand final. Lucky, uh, unlucky not to have two Dalli M's.
2: I think as as far as uh, on the NRL field, uh, out there on the footy field, it's hard to knock him. I think in super coach, especially for classic, I I play a bit more draft. So in draft, he's number two and it's not close. But um, Mm. as far as classic, uh, he's not in my classic side right now. Just on that price, I can't fit him in for me. I just can't fit him in right now, especially with the injury cloud on him. Um. Obviously, you can trade them out. Every, every, everything's um teamless Tuesday. Depending, obviously, but as for right now, I'm just spreading that cash in some other places. I think having just like, not here to talk strategy right now with you. Just go over these players. But I just think for me this year, with all these ups and downs that are definitely going to occur, having a mm-hmm. bit of cash in the pockets and some some trades, uh, is gonna is gonna help a lot more than a million dollars sitting on the bench.
1: Okay and that's good because we, we disagree um, yes I, I've, got, <laughs> I've got him from round one I just think sort of like like you said there he's um, second pick in draft obviously behind Turbo and for mm. mine it's either you start with Turbo or you start with Cleary I don't think you can run mm. without both personally that that's just me um, and for, for what it's worth I'd lean towards Cleary because I feel like there's better fullback depth in Pappenhausen Tedesco yep. anyway um, just on Cleary uh, he scored or assisted 26% of uh, Penrith's, Penrith's tries last year. Luai, 17.5%. So the halves combining for about 43% of their tries. Interestingly, mm-hmm. though, I would have thought Cleary would have topped this number for the Panthers, but it was actually Matty Burton, that man you mentioned, mm. with 29% of try involvements, 20 tries, 15 assists. So my question to you is, is where does that 29% go? Does it go to Luai? Does it go to Cleary? Do they split it? Or does it go to someone else? Whoever fills that left center role.
2: No, I don't think it goes to that left center. I think if you remember back before uh, Maddie started tearing things up last year, how of much of a hot commodity was Jerome Luai? Mm. I know in, um, in I had him in my draft competition last year, and I had trade offers left, right, and center for him. He was a number one player and super coach for a little while there. Maddie comes in and does what he did. I don't think. Obviously, you can't push that all onto Luai. I, I just don't see that happening. But okay. I do feel that the the hole that Burton leaves, Luai will step back into it. And his name was mud at the end of last season for a lot of people um, yeah. because he just was not involved on that left edge as much as he had been uh, previously. I do feel that we see an uptick in that 17% by way of Burton leaving. And uh, obviously, clear he's going to clean, clean up the rest. Who do you have going into that center spot? Was it Crichton?
1: I, th- I thought... Um... Stephen Crichton would go back to the left. In twenty twenty, he was just dynamite mm. down that left side. I think there was a period I mean, there where he went through like, what was it, seven, eight, nine games where he just scored a try every week? He was I yeah, know with yeah. tossport.com.au, we were just cleaning those guys out. It was like two dollars twenty that he'd score. It's <laughs> just money for Jam.
2: I know um I had this I had this topic with uh, bit a bit bit of pub commentary the other week, uh, talking about this exact situation and this other team that we're gonna talk about later with South. If you if you can make that left edge uh, elite and a fatal side. Do you do that, or do you spread your talent across the field? I I come from the school of thought that if you have a left edge that can just be a weapon. If you go kicks Luai and um, Stephen Crichton and to- no, no one can defend that. If you put yep. Crichton back onto the other side, it, obviously he's still a great player out there. But I just think, and obviously you can keep your team get the other team guessing a bit more which way you're going to go. But I just feel like they can guess as, they don't have to guess how to take you down on the left. They just won't be able to take you down on the left if he goes out there, I think.
1: Yeah, and it's a great point that you raise is do you just stack one one side? And Mm. I feel um, in a lot of teams that do set up down that left and obviously Souths is the one that springs to mind, but Mm. that right-centre role, and I think of um, Dane Gagai going to Newcastle, and obviously we'll get into this Mm -hmm. more in our Newcastle um, team preview, but that right-centre role at Newcastle is arguably the worst... Territory, worst patch of grass anywhere mm. in the NRL because you look at uh, again Ponga, Clifford, so left side dominant. Mm. So, anyway, back to Crichton here. I think they go Crichton, and again, I've made it clear on Instagram this week with how my love affair with Campbell Graham potentially going back to the left side. Yeah, that, um, that's
2: what sparked this. I saw, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we were talking about should Campbell go out there, but I think if, if Crichton goes out there, Mm-hmm. I I got him in my side. What what's he priced at? Almost,
1: Mate, It's <laughs> nothing yeah. nothing. Funny, and, funny uh, you say that. Yeah, he's he's cheaper than Katoni Stags, which is in yeah, you know every second ridiculous. team. Yeah. Um, conversely, I've, I've got here another Supercoach asset here uh, at the Panthers. Without saying uh, Brian To'o, <laughs> if Crichton goes to the left. I think that I think that almost kills To'o's. Um, well, do you attacking. remember
2: when when Crichton moved out there? Was it in twenty twenty? Mm-hmm. And sauce's production fell off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Mansoor was in teams everywhere. Uh I was cheering. I was screaming for the sauce in the and then Crichton goes out there and he doesn't like to pass the ball that much to even no. because he doesn't need to, just tucks it and goes. So I think that is interesting if um if especially we're talking about Taul being a first rounder in draft, and and in, in classic people are finding a way to slot him in there, if yeah. Crichton's out there, it that doesn't discount the idea that Total should be in your side. But you've got to ask yourself some questions just based on how um how
1: Steven plays. Yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, I think you said it best there when you said he doesn't need to pass because he's just so mm. athletic and mm. um. I'd... I think I owned in twenty twenty in draft. It's funny. Um, I don't know maybe it was, no, it must have... I don't know. Anyway, forget about that. No one cares who I owned in draft in twenty twenty. <laughs> um, what I'm saying though is, is I think to- oh, could be in some trouble if Crichton goes yeah. back to the left. So massive. No, I haven't in the heard trial. this
2: take before, but now you've said it. Geez, my draft board is clicking over in my head right now. How I see things playing out if I if I can push that narrative to my group at least. Go for it. Man. <laughs>
1: just just fucking talk shit who knows Um, I guess another another asset here and I've got a question mark next to this guy's name because he he loses dual position eligibility this year which I think really hurts him that's James Fisher Harris
2: yeah I just don't see it I I mean I have a bit of a, a catchphrase that front row forwards once they're kind of like a demolition derby once you start going they all kind of look the same to me Mm. so to spend the money on fisher harris and he's not jewel i just feel like there's value out there in other places obviously he's going to do what he did the last few years but i just don't think it's just not worth the money for me for what what front rows actually do you're better off taking that cream on top and putting it somewhere else i think 100%
1: agree with you on that one Uh, let's talk some pods quickly before we uh, move this on to the next Mm -hmm. team we've got four to get to and uh, taking up a a little bit of time here yeah Um, my bad no that's all right. I know you've got places to be mate busy man Um, (laughs) some pod plays now Liam Martin I keep seeing this name being thrown out and obviously there's that that train of thought that um, Cable's gone so Martin will come in and Cable scores tries he's athletic dynamic Liam Martin I think he's more of a middle personally but Was Capewell
2: ever exciting to you? As um, far, I, did I say when, the word exciting there? You know what I mean? Like, Unless he's in your center wing spot, Capewell just didn't do anything for me yeah, in no, Supercoach. I'm, so yeah. this idea that Liam Martin comes in and takes Capewell's points, I'm, <laughs> I mean, as far as a pod goes, it's worth a punt. He's in a great team and he should get some touches on the ball, but I see this name getting uh, thrown around a little bit and I'm just not too hype on it. What, what do yeah. you think?
1: No, I'm with you. Um, I think Capewell's greatest asset is his versatility, not so much his ability. If that makes sense, mm, yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, being able to fill in at the centre. I think dating back to the this is going a long way back, the World Club Challenge, Cronulla versus Wigan, of all things, 2017. Early on, he actually played yep. wing in arguably the yep, biggest right. game of the Sharks' 51 year history. They had yeah, Capewell yeah. on the wing. Um, yeah, geez. no wonder why they lost. <laughs> anyway A um, couple of burning questions here for the Panthers Before we move this one on You've already mentioned it there at the top The motivation level So you think that'll be uh, I guess mm. the one thing that could stop them going back to back
2: Yeah that, that, that I just The sense of urgency is left I think mm-hmm. um, Obviously You don't win premierships based on urgency But I think that's what got South through to the grand final last year uh, yep. That That desire to win They needed to win last year I felt and Penrith, they needed to come back after that loss last year and prove to everyone that they are those guys. But now that, like I say, now that you've jumped the shark, I just, um, yeah, it might be time for someone else to come in. Uh, maybe a Manly or something like that. I don't know.
1: Cowboys? <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe on the other end of the table this year. <laughs> uh,
1: mate, that's um, not not giving much hope to your other Cowboys fans. Oh, um,
2: we're, we're living with it. We're fine. We know what's <laughs> happening. We, year two of a five-year plan. Year two. We, Mate, we'll I, get there.
1: I don't know about you, and again, sort of going a little bit off track here, but um, I was a lifelong Cronulla fan, and I say the word was because, for me, I, I always just wanted to see them win one, and I've seen that. Mm. I don't know about you, as a Cowboys fan, it's sort of similar, yeah, similar thought. Yeah,
2: I was, I was at the 2015 grand final, and um, yeah. I've peaked. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from You know, watching, watching your team in the flesh win the greatest grand final of all time, where do you go from there there's not much the cowboys can do for me now they've gone to
1: that they're going to, they're to, going to, they're going to, to check in. <laughs> yeah. to so, so that tells you where they're going um, so
2: i and it tells you why i've been watching a lot of south lately that's my old man's team and watching mm-hmm. them win the year before that it was in the household it was just special but um yeah i'm back on uh, I, lo- I love the cows and i want to see them do well but you're right like once they've once they've done it um mm. i just don't know how much more the cows can do for me <laughs> I, or what i can expect them to do because they can't really top that that grand final win that's for sure
1: <laughs> incredible um, last last one here I've got and, and this is I think something that hasn't been spoken enough of as well about the Panthers going back to back is Cleary's fitness obviously comes into the year with mm. a little bit of a, a cloud a question mark hanging over him but if he used to go down and now particularly that Matt Burton's not around who yeah, plays that... 6 and 7 if someone has to shift and, and move
2: what do you do can, can has Dylan Edwards ever played in the halves in any level of footy you I don't can think slot so. Crichton back there or something under yeah I don't know who they don't really have anyone around I see I saw someone post about his little brother's playing
1: in Resi see, see if he's busy um yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking thirteen years old anyway <laughs> um, who knows who knows. Um, Okay, so I guess uh, my prediction, I think, end of 25 rounds, I, I still think they might minor premiers for mine. $4.50, topsport.com.au if you want to go that way about it. But um, your thoughts on where the Panthers finish at the end of the regular season?
2: I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say third.
1: Third? Okay. Mm. Yeah, again. So you've still got them top four. Yeah, out on league. a limb.
2: Out on a limb, <laughs> only the third most elite team. In the. It isn't that crazy. But that's yeah. just who they are. But yeah, I'll say third.
1: I think I'm getting a dollar sixty five for that. So I know which way you're tipping the red box favorite at the Greyhounds. Um, yes, a short price favorite. Anyway, um, okay. So they're they're going to be there and thereabouts. And I don't know if we can say the same for uh, their grand final counterparts last year, South mm. Sydney Rabbitohs. Who let's mm. move on to those guys here. Um, for the Rabbitohs last year, you sort of mentioned that word motivation and I guess that need to succeed. Obviously, Adam Reynolds was last year. We see their best seventeen via NRL dot com to kick us off here. Uh, Adam Reynolds isn't there. They've actually got Blake Taft playing seven, which I don't think will happen. Um obviously nah. Lockie Elias is tipped to where
2: Blakey that. came out and said that he doesn't think he can play seven in in the NRL level um, recently yeah, this right. week, so I think I think Lockie's it's <laughs> it's Lockie or bust right now.
1: They've also got Isaiah Tass there for, for those supercoach players. I know he's probably going to be a popular pick, a at CTW, but that won't be the case. Now, the narrative I've been pushing all week, you know, it's starting to gain a little bit of momentum and maybe some uh, legitimacy about it as well. Is Campbell Graham going back to that left side? I think he came into mm. great as, as a left winger. Or at least he played a little bit of uh, wing in his time. I think this could be one of the biggest... Improvements in a super coach player, we see again massive yep. asterisks. He needs to go to that left for it to happen.
2: Yep, I mean this guy flies under the radar like crazy. Um, there's a reason he's been in New South Wales camps. know um, yeah, I, I, I love Campbell Graham out on that left edge. You, you're inside Cody, you're inside AJ, and outside Cody. I mean, that's that's super coach points there, yeah, No matter which way you spin it,
1: it's like a beachfront four bedroom house in Bondi, that is just prime real estate. Yes, um, definitely. That's that's where you want to be probably shouldn't have mentioned the word Bondi in a South Sydney uh, preview. Of, uh, <laughs> They'll love it. Don't know They'll how love it. Go down. It's probably a little bit more luxurious than Kingsford <laughs> or Kensington, though. Um, you mentioned that word, Cody Walker, that man, Cody Walker there. and um, Best 5'8 you
2: know, in the world. I'll sing that till the cows come home. That's what, that's how I feel about Cody Walker. I've, yeah, incredible. I've, I've uh, never been more impressed by a 5'8 in the, in the world. I just think he's just electric. I back him going into this year. I think he has enough grit and determination about him to lead the side, uh, ball playing, lead. Running the ball elite I think he cops a lot of slack For big game meltdowns um, mm. He's an option for him this year He's got to have his head on um, No, nah, I love Cody Walker And everything he does Bit bit, bit, bit biased He's probably my favourite player In the league So I, I, I get a bit one-eyed with him But how do you feel about him this year?
1: I, it's hard to disagree With what you say And I think in any other era He would have played A hell of a lot more State of origin um, mm. He's that good My fear for Souths is he broke all sorts of records last year Yeah. Tries, try assists And he did it with his mate by his side, Adam Reynolds Now, Reynolds yeah. isn't there So this is, this is again, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I don't think Reynolds statistically isn't a huge loss But what Adam Reynolds brings to South Sydney, you can't quantify Steady hand, um,
2: you don't get super coach points for a steady hand
1: Yeah, and if you did Cooper Cronk would yeah. have been the best super coach player of all time <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly I think Adam kind of, he he calms people down too this is a team that has a fair few hot heads in it. Mm. <laughs> and, and South losing their heads is nothing new. Um, they'll be, that can be two different teams and two different sets of footy. Uh, they do lose their heads a little bit sometimes. And once the head goes down, they are, they're, they're an emotional driven team. And losing Adam and putting in a kid, yeah, it's a bit scary. Um, yeah.
1: We yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned those numbers before about Cleary and his involvement. So Walker, 16 tries, 33 assists if you don't mind. Just 30. insanity. Thirty-four percent of their tries, so call it one in three. Yeah, uh, either he scored or assisted. Adam Reynolds had just eight percent for a halfback, mm. a top-level halfback, just eight percent. Ridiculous!
2: It's ridiculous.
1: Anyway, um, so again, you know, that's why I'm, I'm not so much worried about Reynolds in, in terms of leaving in his involvement. I think um, Ilias or Taff or whoever it can be will pick up that eight percent and probably even better it, to be honest. Um, a good
2: one, um, up here, up here around all the Brizzy fans who are really excited about A-Rai coming in um, hmm. all off-season. I've just been telling him uh, he's he actually only got one more try assist than uh, Albert Kelly last year, so you spent all that money on one try. I've been telling him all they love that.
1: <laughs> uh, he's going to sell some tickets out Adam Reynolds, and I think oh, it's going to be Yes,
2: for sure. I, I re-upped my Broncos membership when he signed, and I hate the Broncos. So, yeah, <laughs> But the cheap tickets are cheap tickets, and if I get to see Skip play, then, yeah, all mm-hmm. the better.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You mentioned some hotheads and and probably none hotter than Latrell Mitchell. Um, Mm. On his day, bar none, and I don't don't say this lightly, I think he is the best NRL player in the world on his day.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's nothing he can't do.
1: Yeah. And we sort of saw glimpses of that at the Roosters in different times, and Mm. I still think we're yet to see his absolute best. Um,
2: Yeah, it's coming. I think there's not a more... Polarizing player in the NRL than Latrell. And I, it's it's a bit brutal, some of the stuff he cops. Uh every time he makes a mistake, it gets blown up. 24 years old. Yeah. So he was 23 last year, learning a new position in one of the biggest clubs, leaving one of the biggest clubs and moving to their rival. He was under a lot of scrutiny. so much scrutiny trail They love talking about him in the press. Every mm. single game, they're going to be talking about him. The spotlight is so bright on that bloke, uh, but when he steps up and shines in it, Jesus Christ,
1: yeah, it's just he's, elite. He's got that, he's got that, um, that thing about him that it's special. I don't know how else to say it. It's just, it's just nah. in- incredible. And we've sometimes, and the you stage. can
2: see it, you can see it on him when he has the ball and he's just going through the motions. You can see that, but sometimes it, he just gets that little look about him, and you go, "Oh, something special is about to happen here." And he just will run over people and put someone in through a try, or, or mm-hmm. go through himself. And it just when he has that glimpse, and he goes, "Oh, okay, we're on now." Yeah, you can't stop him, and he's built like a frigging prop that can pick up the pace. He, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Imagine trying to tackle him,
1: mate. I want to I want to ask this uh, to you, and um, particularly through that draft lens. And I know he's probably. At least to start the year Because he's not going to be there He's probably not too classic relevant But where does he go in the draft um, Top 10 do you think And even then Yeah for me his he's 5th
2: project- or 6th Yeah 5th or 6th for me uh, If you take him at 4 I don't hate that either um, I got him kick- high I think Sorry
1: He's going to kick goals this year And maybe lift that average mm-hmm. even more you think
2: yeah, I think that the goal-kicking, for sure. I don't know who else can really kick down there. Or, or, <laughs> it's going to be hard to convince uh, Luttrell that he's not kicking, I think. So, <laughs> so I think he'll get the tea. So uh, last year, he was on fire. He had a great season. Everyone always goes, oh, you can factor in a few games where he'll be suspended and rah, rah, rah. rah. I don't know. I think that if Sousa any South are the same team as they were previously, yes. But I feel like they... I gonna have learnt a lot. I feel like Latrell missing that grand final last year. I mean, I must. I don't want to it. put too much stock into it, but if you if you put him in that in that team last year, um, in that on grand final day, we might have a different result right now. And there's it just is what it is. Um, I think Luttrell comes in with a cooler head. I think he will end up top three fullbacks last year. From this year for me, I, I I'm, I'm putting a lot of stock in him, especially because of that goal kicking. Yeah. Um, and there will be tries. There won't be as many tries as previous years. I won't say that. But, um, yeah, I think Luttrell, especially with the goal kicking, yeah, definitely exciting this year for me. But, yeah, if, if you pick him up fourth or fifth in your draft league, I think there's a lot worse people you could be taking there.
1: Agree, agree. Um, I've got here in the, in the notes, he was only the fourth best try assisting fullback last year. I think if Souths want to make the top four, he has to be number one, if not number two mm. in, in that category um Adam Reynolds 182 line engagements last year so he's going to the line drawing defenders and then he's letting Cody do the work um Ilias as well we've, we've sort of brushed over what his role will be but I think and I've got here again I think he's going to have to be the best rookie of the year that yeah. I've seen in my lifetime for Souths to be top four because if he's yeah. not I can really see them just finishing fifth to eighth and having an average year and maybe even bouncing out that first week
2: I was talking to um Clarky about this uh the other day and uh if the is there a better spine bes- to put someone into? as a seven that's never really played in the NRL before. If you've got Cody next year, the mm. next year, cookie next year, Cam Murray's your captain now. I mean, it's like playing at the bowling alley with bumpers up. I think uh, very, very nice environment to be dropping yourself into. When you look at some of these other blokes, Sammy Walker walked into a Roosters side that wasn't even there anymore. Uh, Toby Sexton's at the Titans. Reese Walsh went to a Warriors team that was flustering a little bit. So as far as, Taking that next step, it's going to be... It's not a bad place to do it, I don't think.
1: It could be, on any other given day, a New South Wales origin spine. Latrell, mm, Cody, for sure. Cook, he obviously is already there. And Cam Murray. I mean, he's a Blues 13 mm. waiting. So, anyway. Mm. Uh, speaking of those two, Cook and Murray, I think it's a good little segue in, into this because I think one of those two is going to have to step up and, and contribute a little bit more ball playing or at least some attacking yep. stats. I think it's Murray. Now, I, th- I see a lot of people saying mm-hmm. Cook's the pod to start the year, but I think it's Murray who's going to do it as the captaincy, and I mean, you might disagree. Personally, no, no,
2: no, I, no I love Cam. I think
1: I, so. Is it Murray or Cook for yours? Because I'd, I'd love to hear it.
2: Cam Murray for me, I think this year is going to impress a lot of people. In years gone by, and I'm talking about draft a lot, um, <laughs> he seems like a pick that people don't really like taking because he just is kind of... Uh, Meat and potatoes a little bit, uh, but Cam Murray, I think, is like you say, you've got that captaincy. I think him and Cook are going to step up together. They like playing off each other. I think I'm not saying I'm not a better coach than Wayne Bennett, <laughs> but I think he might have. He, Cookie didn't come out from dummy half as much last year as he has previously. And normally when he comes out, you got Murray running off the side of him. I think. I think Cookie's going to have a bit more freedom this year. And because of that, Murray's going to be there with him. Another thing with Murray and Cook together, is there someone that can play the ball faster than Cam Murray in the NRL? So when Murray mm-hmm. goes down and he gets up, Cookie comes under him and scoots it right out. I think Murray was harboring a couple of injuries last year. He's had some surgeries in the off season. So he wasn't quite the explosive guy that he can be. Um, they didn't give him the captaincy lightly. Like a, like we've talked about, Like that spine, any of those yeah. blokes could have done it. You've given it to this 24-year-old. Um, they, they haven't made that decision lightly um, I think Cam Murray will impress people this year That don't normally look out for him um, No, I'm excited for uh, Cam Murray's in my in my classic team right now
1: Yeah, a couple of stats on Murray um, You take out that injury-affected game Again, you've got to sort of account for injuries But I think it's unfair to, to yeah, just play definitely. seven, eight minutes So take out that injury-affected game uh, Round eight versus Canberra last year And he averaged 73 points per game uh, and he I game mean, come he plays- on <laughs> and in games where he plays 60 plus minutes, which as a captain, you think he's going to be out there for at least an hour. The mm-hmm. average is 75 points per game. So suddenly, oh, he, he's gone from that 69 to 75, and you're talking elite. like I don't, You're picking no this guy up
2: third, it. fourth round in draft, and knowing you're not coming up against him in your classic, classic matchups either.
1: Yeah. At the price, though, you compare the South's edges, or sorry, the South's back rowers, I should say. Uh, Murray, obviously, we think, well, we know is going to play through the middle, but Jai Arrow pictured in Jersey 12 at mm. South's media day mm. on an edge. He's playing Love the work hour. you're
2: doing here with these behind-the-scenes, clipping it all together. Great. I love seeing this. It's I like love that.
1: Sherlock Holmes work, and I'm here, <laughs> yes, I'm here for the definitely, people. Yes, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Attention to detail. Um, no, but it's probably our best source of intel at this time of the year. Yes, yeah,
2: it definitely is. Unless Players, you've got a direct line to some head coaches, that's what you got to do.
1: Which I don't. Not anymore, anyway. Um, <laughs> Jai Arrow, on an edge, 474K, I think, playing 60 minutes. He's not your traditional edge back row. I think he's going to come in and take some hit-ups as well. So, uh, I, I like it.
2: Jai's, Jai's a really interesting one. I don't have many stats here in front of me for a super coach, but um, like I said before, my old man's a South fan. I have a lot of South friends um when they signed Jai Arrow, a lot of people were a bit upset with it. Didn't really understand it. Uh, took two, three games of watching how much he plays with his heart on his sleeve. And they all went, oh, yeah, I like this guy. He can stick around. He goes yeah. hard, Jai Arrow. Um, and when, he, when he's playing for you, he'll give everything to you. So, um, no, I expect Jai to do, do bits this year as much as other people love to discount him.
1: I've already mentioned their assets in Walker, Latrell, and Murray, of course. Some pod players who've touched on Arrow. We've mentioned Cook. Alex Johnston, I think he will be a pod purely at his price. You're shaking your him. head. No, I'm, I'm not touch touching him either, but he, some will.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I've, I've spoken about this a couple of times. In games where AJ did not score a try, which... Uh, you talk about a uh, limited resource to look at because, to be fair, did not happen often. But a in games size where he didn't, two, yeah, sample size very small. But uh, it was five games where he didn't score, he averaged 21 points. And oh, um, okay. when he scored one try, he still scored under 50 points three times. <laughs> wow. So there he is, if that's not enough to not think about him, I don't know. I'll have to, yeah. you're on your own. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm real estate, and I think yeah, it might be a little bit harder. And while we say, well, while I've got South regressing a little bit, I think Cook, uh, sorry, um, Johnston regresses a hell of a lot. I think last year yeah. South aren't even for for 60 points this year.
2: If you're picking up AJ, you might as well be jumping on the top spot and putting an anytime try scorer on him every weekend because that's what you're saying. So
1: <laughs> why don't we do both? Um, yeah, anyway. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Another thing, I just want to jump uh, quickly to before we wrap up Souths, so and we'll throw it to a break. But it's their record after winning the Premiership in two thousand and fourteen, I think Ooh. they finished sixth, or seventh. No, they finished seventh even. Mm-hmm. Um, injury affected, and you could just see that Premiership hangover. I know they didn't win the comp last year, but I can see a similar same thing. Yeah, Grand Final hangover. It's going to be tough. People know Souths are a top two, three, four team now. Uh, I, can I, think the same thing. I can see to they I can see they drop off. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them in six as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else on, on Souths before we wrap it up? Because I think they're going to be an interesting case issue, Souths.
2: Yeah, I, ju- I think it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. It's going to go one or two ways. They're going to come in matured and ready to go, or it's going to be just chaos. So- <laughs> too. I don't think there'll be any, any in between.
1: Now, in between, stay with us. We're going to go to a short break uh, via topsport.com.au. Up after the break, we're talking the Gold Coast Titans. Having a bet on the racing this week? Top this. With Top Sport's best of the best multis, top odds are guaranteed. Place a best of the best multi during Saturday Metro meetings for the top flug or dividend from the best three national totes. Plus, there's best of the best to win up to five grand, too. Top that. Download the app today. Top sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play you. Stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, SuperCoach Three Six Five podcasts. So lucky to have the NRL dawn with us today. I don't think <laughs> we. I don't think we got to this at the start. Actually, tell us, mate. I think you've rebranded over the preseason, off season. You're sort of oh, doing your own thing now. A couple tell of us. times. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, Um, stick
2: it with the NRL Don now. Doing a lot of super coach stuff, but also some more broad footy news and stuff like that. like to do a lot of reels on Instagram weekly wrap-ups and mid-weekly wrap-ups of the news, doing a lot of my work on Instagram at the NRL Don. And i got a podcast, which you're coming on this week. That'll be interesting if they, yeah, if they have. haven't got enough of us after this one.
1: <laughs> we'll return <you> <laughs> the
2: serve uh, yeah, this, so... this
1: week, so looking forward to that. And uh, maybe even throughout the season as well, we'll do some stuff. In, um... Yeah, exactly. On the yeah. Sunday
2: afternoons, some live shows and stuff like that. should be good fun.
1: So hopefully, I mean, if, you, if you've hated the first – uh, 38 minutes of this podcast, then you're going to hate us for the next 38 weeks of 2022 <laughs> as well. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah. The bearers of bad news. Anyway, let's um, let's keep this rolling because you've got some Oztag to get to. Um, in, in the yes. hot summer sun in Brisbane, you're playing Oztag. It's That's just actually, It's
2: actually starting to be a bit overcast. Thank goodness. Ooh. Might even get a bit of rain, some wet weather footy on a Sunday. I can get behind that.
1: The ball will be swinging around like those afternoon yeah. sessions at the Gabba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, nonsense. Uh, The Gold Coast Titans. Let's get to those guys. Um, Not quite your part of uh, the woods, but not too far away. No. Um, The Gold Coast Titans, they made the finals last year with the worst record. Was it the worst record to ever make the NRL finals? I think it was.
2: But I knew you were going to say this. I've done some quick research. (laughs) Let me hit you with some of these. Not that you don't already have some some of the best research available to you already. But how's this for size? Because I am a bit sick of this Gold Coast Titans slander that I've been hearing. Worst side to make the finals ever, blah, 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 blah. blah. Might be a bit triggering from hearing the worst Queensland team of all time a few years ago. But sixth in tries on 108, fifth in line breaks on 142. That's more line breaks than Penrith and Para. Sixth in total run metres ahead of the Roosters. Fourth in line engagement and middle of the pack in errors made. I mean... They're a team that should have been in the finals. I'm sick of the slander. <laughs> they were on paper. They were there, and they took the Roosters to the death. It was a Patrick Herbert flick pass from knocking those Roosters out and progressing. So, all you blokes talking about the Gold Coast Titans shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. Hey, let's back off a bit. They could. Uh... <laughs> I mean, maybe this year feel a bit different, but last year, I think uh, I think they should have had a bit more respect on their name for what they did.
1: It's funny. Um... Unintentional little segue there, but we mentioned playing Tag. That's exactly what they were doing. They were just attacking yeah. for 80 minutes. Yes. They didn't care about when they didn't have the ball, um, no. which is which is incredible. But in no small part to this man. Actually, let's start with their best 17. A um, good place to start. Um here it is, 1 to 1-17, not too many changes uh, over the course of the offseason. They've got Aaron Clark there in the nine, interestingly. So super coaches who were playing with Aaron Booth to start the season at that cheapy price, they've sort of just shifted to Randall without too much damage. But um, I guess all eyes on that forward pack. And Kevin Proctor there in Jersey 11, maybe not the case. Maybe he takes a lesser role now that Tino gets the captaincy and maybe Beau Fermor comes into that starting side. Big raps on Beau Furmore. But the spine—that's where the, the discussion is with the Titans. This young, exciting spine, and I don't think these guys will be playing too much tackle footy either this year. They could win games no. thirty-four, thirty-two, and they'd be happy with that.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. There's a there's a bit of a uh, bit of inexperience through this side, isn't there? A lot of question marks coming into this year.
1: Um, something we can't question is the form of David Fafita, though, and. Mm. Have you can ever you, seen can, a season like Can you afford like to it?
2: start without him? Can you afford to start without him?
1: In classic? No, I don't think you can. I've, I've got him. No. And You're going to get originally. behind us, Will. Yeah, I didn't have him originally. And then the more I sort of drilled down and looked at it, and I thought, if you don't have this guy, and they've got a pretty good first three games. Um, we'll bring up Fafita's stats here, actually, while we're talking about this, and look, and look at those first three games as well.
2: We're talking about um, things that you can't exactly quantify, and we're talking about Reynolds. With Fafita... It does translate into super coach points very well, but I can't tell you the amount of times I was mm. versing feeder last year and didn't have him. And you'd be watching the Titans and you go, oh, this is all right. Fafita's on like 20 points. This is pretty good. Then he gets the ball and he goes bumper cars on everyone. Tackle break, tackle break, tackle break, breaks the line. There's an offload. Oh, that offload's also a tricis. He can just go from nothing to something like that. I always yeah. talk about it. 2020. Cowboys Broncos to open in the brand new stadium that try that Fafita scored against the Cowboys oh, is ingrained in my mind I close my eyes and it happens I see it the way that he stepped on Val Holmes like that I just mean Fafita can turn something into nothing uh one of the most exciting players if not in rugby league definitely in Super Coach, especially if you're riding with him He'll be on 20 points and going into halftime and he comes out and it's just like, boosh, there's 50 points from one play for you. That kind mm. of action coming from Fafita.
1: I had him in draft and classic last year and he was arguably the best but also the most frustrating player to have at yes. any one stage because <laughs> for that reason, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I've captained, captained this guy. Firstly, he's not even on the field. Secondly, he comes <laughs> on, he has one run in the half. But then he gets into the attacking 20 and he flicks the switch. Sure enough, bang, try, bang, try. Um, which is funny because I guess the little note here in the run sheet is that the narrative around Fafita needs tries to be relevant is completely wrong. 63.8 average in games where he didn't score a try.
2: Get that in ya. Yeah, anyway.
1: you. Yeah. You want to
2: hear just, just a little bit of a, a story for you. Horror story. I had yeah. Fifi in my, um, in my draft team. And before, uh, I went and watched South's Titans at Seabus last year, and I made a big trade involving me acquiring Cody Walker and sending away David Fafida. Uh, that was the game where I got to watch live in person the player that I just traded away score a hat trick against me.
1: <laughs> and I think he had two inside about eight minutes as well. So yeah, you have to wait and there was
2: that one try where he almost he stopped, had three South players on him, and just fell over the line It felt like it was towards me That try I was like yeah. Did you blokes do that to me? I don't understand how he's just scored Um, So that's what I say He, he. If you don't have him He'll yeah. hurt you in more ways Than just points on the board <laughs> I
1: mean, He is just a beast Anyway we know that Um He scored in 11 games last year So in, in those uh, I think he played 21 games total So he scores in 11 of them And in, in those 11 he scored 17 tries So he bags doubles Triples with frequency. Will he score 17 tries again? Probably not. I think it's... I mean, what did he score? Two, three hat-tricks last year? That's mm. something. He's probably not getting seven did he have like
2: four, four weeks in a row where he tunned up or something like that? Yeah. Um, but it,
1: I guess he's, he, he will score tries. Like, that's a part of his game.
2: Yeah, people say he needs tries. Well, he will get tries, and there was that. The narrative is, uh, from what I've heard anyway. I don't know how much truth there is in this. Um, you'll be more across it than me and be able to quell this if this isn't true. But I've heard that he was getting painkillers into him every game last year, and that contributed to him not being on the field. Is that accurate? Is Have you heard that story as well,
1: mate? I've heard it, um, and and it makes you think. And I throw the um, analogy to. The worst Origin debut or, you know, Mitchell Moses was always going to get slammed in Origin, but he played with a broken back for Christ. So mm. anyway, so, um, I mean, I get a sore back when I bend over to Thomas Shoes, let alone playing 80 minutes of competitive rugby league. Yeah,
2: but I just say that to say, if he was doing that injured, yeah, what's going to happen this year if he's fit? And you know what fit? I mean? Doesn't yeah, make- oh man, and the Titans media team have just been smashing him I, I see him every single day, I feel like And he's looking like a million bucks Oh, he's, he is a million bucks, isn't he? <laughs> so I hope he yeah. does look like it
1: Man, <laughs> He looks like just a thoroughbred horse Which is just yes, all muscle, all size, all power, all speed And we're going to see that again this year uh, Anyway, back to some numbers uh, That 64-floor which I'm calling it his floor because if he's getting 64 in games where he doesn't score a try, and yep. I know he's going to have games where he scores 40, in the next week he'll score 140. But I'm going to call that mm-hmm. 64 as his floor because I'm accounting for some tackle busts and some offloads. That's how he plays the game. Um, coupled with his huge ceiling at that spot as a back rower, I think it makes him... I've got here very close to a must-have, but I've just talked myself into it even more. I think he is a must-have for round one.
2: Yep. Yeah, get him in. Just get him in. Get him in and forget about it. Don't go to you like you said. There'll be games where he might score a forty. Don't tr- Don't touch that trade button. Ride him for the season unless something drastic happens.
1: And don't overthink it as well. I think is a good thing. Just mm. you know, it's a patient. It's a you know, a game of patience. I guess at times. Um, mm. Not. To, I mean, we can go on about Brimson moving to six and Campbell at one, but really. At those positions, as, as good as those guys can be, I think they average around 60. There's just better options there. But in draft, I guess yep. they're going to play a role.
2: Who, who's that? AJ and, and who was it, sorry?
1: Sorry, Campbell at the back. I think... Oh, Jaden, yeah,
2: he's a punt, isn't he? So, yeah. Um, like I say, there's other guys that you could probably punt on before it gets to the point. If you, if it gets to the point where you don't have a number one Jaden Campbells out there, there might be a few other holes in your team that you yeah. need to worry about if if you get yourself into that situation. um, I don't hate it, though. I wouldn't start with Jaden. He'd be on my bench in draft. In classic, you're probably from the same school of thought as me. You start with two gun, gun fullbacks. And yeah. You almost have to, don't you?
1: So I think the only way that Campbell gets a start in the classic team is if you are of the belief that Turbo is an absolute must for round one. Yeah, and, and Cleary. Campbell, you <laughs> if can't. you
2: have Turbo and Cleary, you probably got Campbell in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of the two anyway. Um, anything else on the Titans? I think personally, uh,
2: you're forgetting one pretty important fella. Tell me. One uh, <laughs> big king sexy, the, the drum I've been banging oh. all off season. <laughs> Not a fan. I'm excited about this kid. He, he really excites me, Man, likes to get on, in and amongst on. it. Uh, i think he was averaging something like 21 tackles a game in tweed last year came into the nrl started averaging 24 tackles that's more than hughes that's more than cleary that's double what sammy walker did he's in Mm -hmm. a team that needs a seven is he gonna be a seven with aj that's a massive question mark but i just think even if he doesn't give you all those attacking stats small sample size and everything as far as halfbacks go he gets in and amongst the ruck he's got a pretty solid base to be fair I, yep. i'm he's starting seven on my classic team and he's pretty high wow. on draft boards for me a
1: yes I, seven
2: yes exactly off the tee you can kick up he just excites me a lot I, i'm banging that toby Sexton drum, and i'll live live and die by it i've seen a couple people jumping off the train recently i'm still <laughs> i'm still in the dining cart so <laughs> i'm big on sexy
1: the whisper is at Central Station. He's jumped off a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, he's
2: off. Whisperer's gone. He he was the one that put all these people on the train with me, and he's hoping that we crash off the off the cliff now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going Sexton until the end. I think I'm um, I'm really keen on him.
1: We said they're playing Oz tags so if they're scoring points, he's going to have a big role in that, and obviously mm. kicking goals. So yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you entirely, um, but I am from the school that it's clear or bust. So again, that's just yeah, my that's fair. Uh, hey,
2: and and listen. You're probably from the school where uh, you finished a lot higher than me in classic as well. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, but as a draft option, again, we're catering for sort of both uh, both audiences here. As a draft option, you'll pick him up much later than those big names of Cleary, Hughes, yeah. DCE, oh, yeah. even. And, and like, I'm a
2: guy that in draft I do not care for my halves at all. I, I started with okay. Fogs and drink water last year, which turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, I know, pretty good, <laughs> pretty good drafter I am. But um, I'm going to do, do the same thing you with sexy are we this avoiding
1: year. You? Me. <laughs> anyway, no. And we the... should we be heeding your advice this year because um, I mean you took some punts I guess. Those yeah,
2: t- I mean I was pretty happy with drinking fogs uh, throughout mm. parts of last year uh, and in your halves and draft. I've never been too worried. If you can't get cleary, then yeah. I guess you get chaz. And if you can't get chaz, I don't really care. Uh, if you got someone in there that can average fifty for you, yeah, I'd build around the other parts. That's what I do anyway.
1: Go elsewhere. Um, enough on, uh, I guess, the big names. Let's uh, quickly run through some, some pods here. Fodawaker, um yeah. again, maybe not so exciting, but he's, he's ever reliable. You mentioned Sexton. We've sort of touched on Campbell. Both firm or an interesting commodity this year for the Titans.
2: Talk to me about him. I've seen his name thrown up a lot, and I, he's one of the few guys I haven't jumped on and dug into his stats or anything like that. What do you know about him?
1: I'm big on junior form um, coming yeah. through the New South Wales Rugby League jersey flag system he was the under 20s player of the year which he was in a pretty hot field back in 2019 I think it was yep Right. Um, yep. so he's obviously got that pedigree about him he's probably yet to get his real shot in the NRL we've seen him on occasions come off the bench and play time yeah. he's sort of floated between center and back row he's a back rower out and out but he's just got the speed okay. for a back rower as well um, lowish to the ground he's not a ragey back rower but not quite for feeder levels of Athleticism or excitement, but he's definitely a, a star of the future. He's an Origin player of the future.
2: Cool, yeah. I'm, I'm. Well, you've convinced me. I'm going to go do my due diligence on him then.
1: Do your own research is what I'll say there. Um, mm-hmm. Prediction: where do, where do the Titans finish? I've got them sliding to tenth this year. I don't think they play finals footy.
2: Yeah, it's a tough one. I, it's a, once you start getting further away from that uh, top six, it gets harder to pinpoint guys in there. I do have them. Yeah. Eight, eight, nine. I, I can't really throw the dagger in. I don't know that I can totally convince myself they're not playing finals. There's just, yeah, there is a few too many question marks to confirm it though. Let me put them in ninth, and if they go to eighth, we'll say I didn't.
1: <laughs> Mate, if you're just above the tweet border, so you've got that that me that bias. Yeah, that that, that that's what it is. <laughs> you're even wearing a maroon shirt today, which is. Um, I am. Oh, you
2: can read it all over me.
1: Not even yeah, and haven't
2: we been? Haven't we needed a bit of help? If you ever told me three years ago, or four years ago, that the Titans were going to be the best team in Queensland, uh, I would have told you uh, you're crazy. But here we are.
1: It's a low bar, to be fair. Anyway, it has been the past two years. It might be a little bit, um, a little bit uh, better off this year. But speaking of low bars, it's hard to put the um, to boot mm. into the Tigers while they're down. But that's where we'll finish today's team previews. And they're just a team which doesn't excite me a hell of a lot. Um, no. See their best 17 here that, uh, on your screens. Of course, if you're listening to this, remiss of me not to say this at the top, find us on YouTube, Supercoach365 us bringing you some video content this year only took me 54 minutes to remind you about that uh, next time. <laughs> Catch us uh, next time. Anyway, Dane Laurie, Nofaluma. The backline's pretty similar. They've got Adam Dewey here. Now, he won't be back until round 10, we think, or 8 to 10 with that ACL. Hastings hmm. and Brooks in the halves, a new combination, a new look spine even with Tyrone Peachy there at 13 if we want to go that far down the list. I can't see these guys playing finals footy, but... What have I got them here? 13. I've got them improving... Slightly now is that stupid or what? Because I had them spoon last year, which they went close, but
2: I just I think every, Tigers fans might be kidding themselves a bit if they don't think this is a gap year. They got they got Appy coming next year, they got IPad coming next year, they got some guys going off the books. I'm sure they'll bring in a few others. I don't think this is the year for the Tigers to make that big leap. Um, not this year. The year after for me for the Tigers, I think they'll be yeah, 16. 16th wow. around there Laugh. I don't I was was, if not the, if not 16th they'll be 14th around there I just bottom bottom two bottom four for me um yeah. they just haven't made really any improvements they brought in Peachy I don't know how he goes there Jackson Hastings obviously that could be anything um I, I prefer Dewey in the sixth though I obviously haven't seen Hastings yeah. play as far as super coach goes as well when Dewey I mean he still did great out in the centre. But when he's playing six, he's kind of super coach gold. And uh, I feel like if Jackson really steps up and they have a good couple games here, why would you put Dewey in the six if Jackson and Luki are meshing? Um, yeah, I got a few Tigers fans that'll listen to this and blow up my DMs. Maybe that's why I'm going as hard as I am. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just can't see them improving.
1: I I mean, I've compared... Oh, and then
2: Sean Blaws just copped yeah. that ACL as well. I just... They're just down in the dumps lately aren't they and I, I feel your pain I feel like uh, <laughs> Cowboys and Tigers went on different trajectories after that 2005 grand final didn't they
1: <laughs> mate that was, I actually watched that on the Fox the other day that was a great grand final um, yeah, especially, it's not
2: as good when you're 10 years old and bawling your eyes out after Benji does that to you. Isn't that just, that's one of the things, that, that Benji flick pass, that, getting to watch that bloody every couple of weeks for the last two decades has been just fantastic.
1: <laughs> and you can tell me this, but I think both of those teams, did they finish outside of the eight? Was it 5th and 8th? Or 4th and 5th? What was it? It was low.
2: No one was expecting those two teams to be the teams in the grand final. It was very yeah. oddball. <laughs> it was yeah. and they were both just but they were both such exciting touch footy like sides you know but they imagine, were not meant to be the two at that big dance that day
1: imagine those two teams as they were that day in the rules of 2021
2: oh yeah imagine anyway. benji imagine prime benji playing in today's rules
1: yeah matty bowen even um, oh freak. <laughs> anyway that's um that is news to a Cowboys fans ears. Back to the Tigers though, it's probably not a hell of a lot we can sort of talk about here. I've got doing. How's as that with the,
2: the the minor premiers paying eighty one bucks? That says it all, huh?
1: <laughs> That's... It's funny their minor premiership is actually more than if they were to win the comp, which I think it says to me that there's just no chance of being consistent yeah. weeks one to twenty five if they make it to the finals somehow they could spring an upset but it's not happening so let's not talk about that um, Adam Dewey, the, the biggest asset gone I've got a, yep. a question mark here next to Luciano Lelua. he was relevant at a time last year I felt but even then he needed to try to...
2: I think there's big question marks on him and his commitment to that team this year with him already leaving mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know if he's going to have his head screwed on if Madge and him a few times they don't mesh together he'll be out of that side I think because Lucci probably won't want to cop it from Madge after getting getting flogged a couple times. If he knows, if he can see the light at the end of the tunnel, he's leaving. I can't see him copping it. I just really can't. Uh, one quick one. Do you I feel- call
1: I wouldn't call oh, going to the Cowboys light at the end of the tunnel.
2: <laughs> Depends who you're asking, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That'll sorry, be year mate. three of the five year plan when things start to turn. So- <laughs> That's sorry, mate.
1: Sorry. Had to say. So,
2: that. I, I, I've had this conversation, granted, with a few Tigers fans. If Dane Laurie came into the Tigers, not last year, but any other year where we didn't get all these young superstars come out of nowhere, mm. is he Rookie of the Year in some, other t- in some other parallel universe? Wasn't he just so exciting to watch last year?
1: And you know what's funny, and I guess he's called it sort of spells just how bad the Tigers were, is he hmm. was a Panthers player up until about February 20th last year. Yeah. <laughs> so two weeks out from the season starting, he wasn't even there. Yeah. That just tells you how how bad all sorts the Tigers are were. Um, whatever way you look at that. Some burning questions here for the Tigers. They've got no no Adam Dewey for months. I've got here Hastings and Brooks. That's a question mark because that partnership in the halves for mine, that screams Moses and Brooks of twenty sixteen where it was just mm. competing there was no dominant voice and we've seen yep. hastings blow up in the past brooks he i mean even when dewey's at six brooks was their director their general i can just see this being a basket case this year that that halves combination
2: yeah i i, I yeah it's hard to it's hard to like you say kick them when they're down which we have been doing but um yeah just don't put any stock into any of them super co- it like goes to show we've got some notes here for this episode and um The Tigers one is minimal because there's just not much to say, is there? Uh, There's just not much to say, super coach relevant with these guys, really. I mean Twal has excited me in the past in classic matchup depending. (laughs) But other than that, maybe uh Kem Mamalo uh could do something. Uh Noffa, obviously in years gone by, but yeah, coming in 2022 if you uh, wouldn't be drafting too many Tigers And I wouldn't imagine there's too many classic sides With Tigers on them either
1: I think the pressure on Michael Maguire Has gone absolutely nowhere Through the roof Yep. Um, okay, I, let's wrap this up Because we're sort of just yep. talking in circles I've got them coming 13th um, I said it's yep. sort of a minor improvement I don't even know how to justify that I just think teams around them might get worse Rather than the Tigers yep. get better
2: That's fair yeah, I'm, I'm there, 13, 14, around there.
1: Good stuff. All right, uh, let's wrap that up. We're going to come back after this short break very, very quickly because Tommy's got to put his boots on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get to your questions um, at our DMs. Of course, uh, we asked the question or we asked you to ask questions or just a question back and forth uh, about these four teams. We'll get to those in just a moment. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and
2: greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard
1: to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the gameplay you stay in control gamble responsibly. Welcome back to the Supercoach365 podcast, brought to you by topsport.com.au. Now, Tom, or Don, the Donny, what am I calling you? We've got to get this Man, ironed it's, out. You,
2: you can call me whatever you
1: want, as long as you call me. Big Donnie, <laughs> the big D. Um, look, you see this up on your screen here now. This is our Supercoach365 futures special, brought to you by topsport.com.au. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you like money?
2: money. I love money.
1: Yep, so do I. Um, do you like <laughs> making money?
2: That's that's a, that's that's a second to how much I love money.
1: Do you like making money responsibly? Well, you just got me with the trifecta now, Ryan. <laughs> We've got this uh, special up. Thanks to our good friends at topsport.com.au. You see it on your screens there now. The Storm to make the top four. The Roosters to make the top six. The Sharks to make the top eight. Is this
2: illegal? Knights-
1: the nights
2: at five
1: dollars <laughs> fifty. The nights to miss the top eight five dollars fifty. Now I will even say this: this went up at seven dollars. It's been crushed five fifty. So get on now, because this jeez. is like robbing a bank, and get and more it's
2: responsibly. But oh, jeez, it'd be tough dude. Oh my, I, know. <laughs> that I is said, money well, for nothing.
1: I will say, it again, I, I, so I put this together. I said to Tristan and the, the team up there, actually from Queensland, um, I said to the guys, look, we want to do something for our listeners, our loyal listeners who have stood by us through some testing times. We want to repay the listeners, and what better way than to do it via paying the listeners? So mm. something special. If you don't have an account with topsport.com.au, you can sign up. Use the link in our Instagram bio. Or the code scoach three six five when you sign up. Do so responsibly, but I know Tommy or Donnie, your uh, your money. You might be putting five or ten dollars towards that.
2: Uh, yeah, at a minimum. That is uh, that 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 does not look right. Are we sure that's right?
1: <laughs> you said the question is it legal. I can say it is legal, but get on now. We are still a month away from kickoff, but five mm. fifty. I can't see that sticking around uh, much longer. Nah. Anyway. Let's get into this. This is the questions to finish this up because uh, Oztag, the first siren starts in two minutes' time or thereabouts. <laughs> uh, we might not be able to get to all of these. There's plenty here, but uh, Billy GG7 says really, really keen to hear what you think of Campbell Graham. If he's on the left, I'm all over it, mate. We've sort of gone on that already, but yep. If you're, he's on the left, is he? I'm not going to say must, but he's suddenly his he stocks skyrocket, don't they?
2: You got to think about it. You definitely have to think about it though. If on TLT, he's on that left-hand side. And if you're in draft, getting into the later rounds, which he will be there. If you've got a bigger bench this year, um, I'd stash him. That's definitely, definitely tasty.
1: I think as well, and again, I said this the other day, his final seven or eight scores from the season 2020 when he was just scoring tries, he's got a great base as well, something that doesn't even get spoken of. Anyway, um, enough of Campbell Graham. Uh, Another one here. Uh, Cody So So, what rookies or cheapies will get a run as rookies are commonly picked from these teams? Teams being we've spoken about today, we've already mentioned Isaiah Tass being one. Um, Tago from the Panthers. Uh, anything else? Sexton, yeah. Sexy.
2: again. Um, again, can't can't be bigger on him. Um, Even Hastings. But, uh, Tago, 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 Tago however you say it. But he's probably Tago. in what, 89% of teams now? So. <laughs>
1: yeah, close to. I don't think Hastings is a cheapie, but he'll be in teams as well if he's kicking goals. Um, anyway, do your own research. Taylor May may be another one from the Panthers. Uh, Owen Shembri says, is it worth starting with Cleary or go someone else the first few rounds? Of course, if he's not there, then you probably want to go around him. But I'm starting with him if he's there or not because I think Taff can Ooh. do a job for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I am because I'm, I don't yep. want to trade him out. I played yep. I the last two rounds last year without any trades and it cost me a top 1,000 berth because I just didn't have the yep. So anyway, uh, for you, you said no to
2: Cleary. Just just based on money alone, but then again, I'm the I'm I'm a draft guy. Classic. I I always play it every year. It's what I started playing, and I always do alright in it. That's for sure. But um, yeah, this year I just don't know about starting with Nathan at, at a million bucks. Is it or nine 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 or whatever it is? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But again, it is uh February sixth. There'll be yes. a lot more tinkering to come. So
1: <laughs> plenty, mate. I've been doing a lot of tinkering this weekend. Just a weekend of mm. tinkering for mine. Uh, best one hundred and seventy-five k player Peter Hashem07. I don't think there's any from these teams, um, and for what it is, there really isn't a hell of a lot this year. It'd be out in the what's, out and uh, what's what's Ilias?
2: Even. What's Ilias' price? That is two something, isn't
1: he? Ilias is yeah two oh five. I guess Tass is. Yeah, that's a pretty.
2: That's pretty close, isn't it? Oh look, we're <laughs> if you are we don't rounding spare, up. Are we could have
1: a spare. Less than fifty k sitting there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 20 20 well 30k so yeah you're right let's put him in that bracket is Ilias Eli- a
2: must-have for you
1: yeah i, I he is and yeah. it's partly because I, I feel like at the price and if i'm playing with cleary it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. and if 58 percent of supercoach has him you don't want to be the 42 which doesn't any tons up and like you're not making that money yep. yeah exactly right uh let's round this out there's probably two more here which we can get to um James Magos says, what, what mid ranges have the highest ceiling? Again, it's sort of hard on notice or without too much notice to, to say What this, do you call ha- it? Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, well, you, I know your question, a mid-range maybe 350 to 480, 590, okay. 490.
2: Okay. Um, um, well, we were saying uh, before uh, Crichton, Stephen Crichton.
1: Yeah, I think he's 425, 425. 4- 428. He's less than Stags, which is 429 or 433. So definitely around that mark. And I think I've mentioned both or If he's to start and play 60 minutes, I don't know what your mm. definition of ceiling is, but if he's a, a mid ranger who's punching out 70s, I mean that's you're not going to sneeze at that. Yeah, I like that. Right, last one here. Uh, we'll let you go because oh, actually, before we let you go, what, do you have positions? Are you a tri scorer? Are your hands on the ball? Where, where, where am, you... am
2: I a tri scorer? Nah, maestro, mate. Because my legs don't move like they used to. If, you, if right. you've seen me on my videos, you could probably tell. But uh, ball, ball playing, uh, something in the middle is what I call myself. And on okay. occasion, a bit of, bit of left
1: right out action, too. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> last one here. And a big shout out to Bluey the Ginger Dog, I'm told. Do you think Cleary will be good for round one? Massive question. I've already saying I think he will be I'm just going off photos I think he'll be there but
2: do you? I think he's a bit of mind games right now to be honest uh, I'd be surprised if he's not kind of the same as this Teddy News dropping out of nowhere apparently he had 12 weeks off 12 weeks ago so yeah. <laughs> I think it's all a bit of mind games to be honest with you I would Fuck be surprised horror. if he's not there
1: shock horror that um, James Tedesco might have had a sore knee the way he plays the game (laughs) Um, unbelievable anyway um, Cleary yeah will he be there I I think he will Um, and even if he's not I think he's just that good you're picking him up second if not first in draft I could even make a case in a non-captaincy league to pick him up first pick above turbo
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean he broke the record last year before it got broken again Nah, not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Not for you. All right, let's leave it there.
1: Big thank you to the NRL underscore Don. Find him on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't know, wherever he is, he'll be there. We'll see plenty of him in the coming days and weeks. Looking forward to that. This has been the first of our team-by-team previews. Donnie, thanks for stopping by.
2: Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely been a blast. we will do it again sometime.
1: We will, between now and then, follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at SuperCoach365. You'll find us on YouTube as well. Subscribe, thumbs up, turn your bell on all of that. We'll see you next time. This is supercoach 365 See
2: ya.